and we're live. Welcome back to Conversations With. This is season one, Conversations With the James Smith Academy members. And today we bring you episode 11, Katie Holly. So welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thanks for having me. And uh, I, you know, we've just had a, our usual quick catch up before we start. Katie was telling me all about our walk with some other James Smith Academy members this weekend. And um, you know, I, from what I know about Katie from our you know, stories, there's always a story of her walking across the dangerous path on the golf course. So maybe tell us a bit about that, Katie, and a bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I have to be on the lookout for flying balls constantly. It's a, a real danger. Uh, South Manchester golf courses but yeah so I'm Katie I am the grand old age of 35 now I'll be 36 this year in October and uh, I'm a teacher as you probably know from my stories and I work part-time I work four days a week in a secondary school in Salford and I uh, have two daughters um, who are seven and five and yeah, I live in South Manchester. What's it, what's it like teaching in Salford then? Because um, you know, anybody who's an international lister or maybe even nationals, I guess Salford's not the um, maybe the most uh, high demographic area. I'm trying to put it. No, it's, it's definitely not the most affluent in some places. Although there are some absolutely lovely places in Salford. You've got. Worsley, Monton, um, and other places where like my friends live. Um, but yeah, the area I work in is Eccles, so there is a lot of social deprivation. Um, I've worked there now since I trained to be a teacher, so I teach English. And during my training, I, I, I used to cry constantly, and I said I'd never work there. And then I ended up working there. Um, and it's had its highs and lows, we'll just say that. But we were on a really... Um, good upward path in our in our journey at the moment because we've got a really good behavior system which was introduced about two years two years ago now so it's really changed the culture of the school so yes we get kids coming in from all sorts of backgrounds um and they, they, they don't want to behave but we sort of make them behave <laughs> and they're real they're, i love the soul for kids like I, honestly they are one of the best things about working there they've got such personality and they're just they're just lovely lovely kids they're just some of them just they just haven't you know they've been dragged up they've not been brought up so yeah I really like working there so, well you know and anybody for who's listening at a different time or maybe if you know this is uh been recorded at the um well during a global pandemic but just in the first week that the kids have gone back um what's what's life like in in school with all the new measures it and stuff it's crazy. Um, we are having year groups in bubbles. Um, so they're, they're supposed to have their own zones so they don't mix bubbles. And then if some if a student gets a confirmed case of COVID, we would then make that year group stay at home. And last night on the news, I think there's 32 schools in Greater Manchester who have had to send uh, bubbles home. Um, we have got students off awaiting tests so I think it's just a matter of time before we'll be in the same situation um, having to wear face masks around the corridors students and staff um, one-way systems separate breaks and lunches so my timetable is is like I, I, some, I, I can't cope <laughs> 
have a different break every day and a different lunch and different classrooms because we're all traveling around with our trolleys which it's good for our knee getting our knee up with your little trolley trotting around but yeah it is it's crazy really that's gonna be that's gonna be quite stressful yeah i think by the time we get to october half term i'll be done <laughs> how, how many weeks this is a seven well seven week term officially it was seven and a half really but yeah seven weeks so yeah not, not the accounting Mm. <laughs> I'm counting now. Ooh. I guess if you've seen that much already, you know, what's it going to be like for the rest of it? But I don't know. You, you've got to try. Kids still need educated, I guess. So, yeah. And if not, we're going to delay. You know, all of there's a whole load of ramifications to that. But so good. Well, um, yeah. When you mentioned you mentioned Neat, you're, you're walking. Um, what's um. What's your journey been like then? So maybe when did you join the, the James Smith Academy? What was it you kind of enticed you to bring you in um, yeah. to, the, to the so-called cult, as uh, some people keep referring <laughs> it to? <laughs> to the outsiders, it's a cult, I think. Um, I know. Whenever I tell people, they're like, I think they do feel like I'm in a cult. Um, and sometimes you do feel like you've joined a cult because it is a way of life, isn't it? But... I like a lot of people I did the after having my children I wanted to, when I think Ella my youngest was about um it was in 2018 so she was like two and a half I finally wanted to like sort of, you know get fit again so I did the Joe Wicks um body coach 90 day plan um and that I know James you know doesn't like Joe Wicks for lots of reasons and I can understand the reasons why now um but one thing that I have to thank Joe for is that he did um, get me back into like cooking really nice food and realizing that you don't have to just you know eat a bland boring diet you can still lose weight and have you know pancakes and um you know delicious like foods so that was really good and I did it all at home because I wasn't a member of the gym at that point and then my friend Danielle she kept talking about James and saying oh mate you've got to go and, and follow James he's really good and I was like who's James um, so I started following him probably uh, last year, January time, um, because I'd done the body coach the year before and I was looking for something to do next and I really wanted to get into weight training because um, I dabbled with a bit of it doing the body coach and the dumbbell workouts, but I, I, I was petrified. I'd never been in that section of the gym um, and at my gym before the refurb, uh, it was this dark man cave type place full of you know, there was no women in there really. There's a lot more women now than there were. So I didn't know how to get into weights really. And I was a bit scared and I knew I wanted to. So I, was, I started following James and, he, and I was like, oh, this guy, he like, he like talks absolute sense. Um, and it was the first time really I'd seen anyone sort of talk about fitness in, in more of a normal way, like how to be like fit, fitness, but also normal. And so I really like that. So I decided to join and sign up for the challenge last year. So I joined in April 2019. I signed up for, I think it was a Bali challenge, Bali 2 maybe. And then I had quite a busy summer. Um, so after five weeks, I gave up. <laughs> and um, I just... I sort of still was going to the gym um, and I got into the Blaze class 
which um, we've talked about before, which is like a combination of combat and strength and cardio. And I was sort of doing a bit more of that. And then, yeah, and then I, I just sort of left it. And then in January, I decided, right, I'm going to get back into it um, and get back into weights. And that's when I put my all into it, really. And I'd say that's when I properly joined um, and started making friends with some of the GSA members. Um, some of whom have become like really good friends really over this period and yeah I, I've, I've fallen in love with weight training uh, the fear is gone I don't care who who like is in the gym and, and luckily as well they've changed the gym the weights bit to being upstairs so it feels less like a man cave now um, and yeah I just love it and I did the what was the challenge was it Bali it was a Bali challenge Bintangs in Bali and then I've just I'm doing the beat the boss challenge now so that's nearly over so that is my GSA journey um, which you know that, there's there's loads in there Joe Wicks then your workouts you're heading into the weight section um you know, what's what's kind of um yeah been been the the results of, of all of that what you know where have you have you kind of been working on losing weight or uh, you know gaining strength or you know, kind of what's what's your what's your, what's your goals so my first goal um was like after christmas um i don't know about you but usually every christmas i, I put on weight and i sort of in, in the winter generally you know i'm not out as much and I, I tend to like put on weight so for january time um i worked to lose weight and i went to the book tour uh, with my friend Danielle who got me into James and um, that was really inspiring and motivating although I got accidentally drunk on a school night because I was too nervous to eat um, and I ended up drinking loads of gin and tonics it was a Wednesday night so I'm glad that next year it's a Friday because um, it means I don't have to be hungover for school um, I hope none of my employers are listening to this anyway um, <laughs> anyway, I was, I was legally safe to drive that morning don't worry um so I wanted to lose weight to begin with and but then I, I did set my goal as a strength goal because I didn't as you as people may have heard from the podcast I did used to have um an eating disorder so I didn't really want to have my measurements or weight to be a goal um because I thought that might be a bit stressful and that's what the body coach was like you're constantly measuring yourself and, and I think it's good for some people but for me I didn't want it to be my main goal so I set my goal as um, hip thrusts so I was kind of wanting to lose weight and build muscle at the same time um, and then this challenge I haven't been bothered about losing weight so it's been great because I've been able to eat at maintenance calories for most of it. I'm, I'm trying to be in a bit of a deficit now. And again, I set a strength goal of squats, um, which I managed to hit last week. And today I managed to get my five rep um, max of 75 kilograms. Uh, so I was really happy with that. So um, and I think being at maintenance has helped me get there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm now focusing on strength more than losing weight. So, well, well done getting to your uh, that five rep max. So, that's a lot of you know, and anybody who doesn't know what a hip thrust is, that's a lot of weight to be moving with your uh, yes. Yeah, so today was my squats with 75. Oh, my hip sorry. thrust, 
my hip thrust, I've managed to get up to 90 now. So my, my goal was at 100 in the last challenge, but then the pandemic happened. And um, I entered about 10 million competitions to win a barbell, none of which came to fruition. And everyone kept taking the piss out of me, saying, like, you're not going to win this gym equipment. Including Pav. <laughs> yeah, Paul. And then I bought those bloody, oh, those rusty weights. I don't know if you saw that post. I ended up getting a barbell and I couldn't find any like weights. And I drove to this dodgy like storage place um, in Preston. And this guy presented me with these rusty five kilogram plates. And I handed over 20 pounds, 20 English sterling pounds for these rusty weights. And again, everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I lost my mind, basically. Well, it's only 20 quid. I'm sure there was lots being sold at ridiculous prices. Yeah, there were. Um, you know, there were people making dumbbells, refashioning things, you know, squat what you can find, loads of different stuff. <laughs> but at least that kept us kept us all active. And I think you mentioned it's about you know, a way of life. The other day in Smith Academy, there's, you, know, you mentioned neat up. Um, and you, um, in lockdown, there was, you know, all these challenges of that within our group of you know, friends or, you know, Instagram followers, we've always got these little challenges that pop up between each other to try and keep us going. And, you know, there was the 10K before 8 a.m. And then there was, no, sod that, get 10K before 10. And then Katie pops up with goes now, let's have team 20K steps. Team 20K steps. So kind of, yeah, maybe just tell me about that because it was, it got me involved. Um, you know. Do you know what? The first, the actual, the original team 20K steps, not the recent one, which sort of, we won't talk about. But the, the first one, it sort of happened out of nowhere. I sort of mentioned on my story on a Sunday night because basically I sort of reached a point where I was just, I felt like I wasn't, nothing was happening. I need to do something about it. So I thought, well, I've got all this time on my hands because we're, we're still in lockdown. Um, so, and it was half term, so I didn't have to deliver any live lessons. So I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, get some more steps in. And I, I just put on my story, does anyone want to join me in trying to get 20K steps a day? And then loads of people replied, which I wasn't expecting, saying, I'll join you, I'll join you. Then all of a sudden, I think it started to snowball and more people wanted to join. And it was amazing. Um, you know, I think like some days we had 20 people, if not more, getting 20K steps, um, which was brilliant. And then obviously the, the JSA step challenges came as well, which were really good. Um, and I got involved in the, in the first one, and our team won. Uh, Chapa was our team leader, so we had to win because we were called the winning team. So it would have been pretty poor if we didn't win. Um, so, yeah, the JSA step challenges have been really good. Um, and, yeah, the team 20K steps. And I was quite nervous about doing 20K steps. I don't know why. And I, re I realised that getting the 10K before 10 a.m. is the key to that. And then you, you, it's quite easy then to sort of make up the rest of the day. So, I think it was is it Simon that did the 10K before 10. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't say 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., does he? It just says 10, so you can... Yeah, that's right. It's, um, well, today's one of those days for me where I was... Because uh, I, I restarted on that um, on Monday, and then today I was like, there's no way I'm getting out. There's just no way it's going to happen today. So I was like, well, it's just I've reminded myself it's before 10 p.m. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, cool. cool. So that, that you mentioned your eating disorder. Um, yeah. When you said originally you were going to come on a podcast, you thought you were going to come on to season two to the challenge. <laughs> and I misinterpreted your offer you know, to come on um, and stuck you in on season one without knowing yeah. that actually there was a, you know, a bigger story to tell. And I think, you know, everybody's, you know, the reason I started the podcast was because I, I thought there's so many stories out there and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even know, but recently you decided to brave telling more people and trying to in, you know, have a positive impact by telling your story by doing an Instagram live, which mm-hmm. I think so many respected you doing that. Um, are you able to tell us a bit about that just now? Yeah, certainly. And you know, this is this is something now that if I want to be clear, like this this eating disorder does not define me. It's not, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, that's the girl who had bulimia. But um, but actually telling talking about it and telling people about it makes it less a part of me, makes it less shameful. And, you know, I think it's I am glad now that I'm starting to to share it more. Um you know, even just this morning, in fact, that the, the I've told you our decorator was round, and he's got a daughter who's fourteen, um, who's got really bad anorexia, and she's been in hospital, and it's been really bad. Well, he came this morning, he was talking to my, my husband about it, and then I, I, I even just said to him, "Look, I had an eating disorder, and I never would have said that or brought it up before." I said, "Look, you know, she'll get better. It might take time, but she will." So just. You know, I just feel like now I can talk about it because I feel in such a good place. Um, probably the best place I've been mentally and physically for a very long time. Um, and obviously, meeting Chloe, Fat Loss Chloe, online, we we had shared a lot of conversations and, and become really quite close over the past seven months and eight months. And she, and she obviously shared her mental health past and her eating disorder and that again helped me to talk about it and I think I honestly think like joining the JSA and and talking to people like Chloe and sharing it and doing live it's been like the last part of the healing for me um because basically to sum it up I was about 17 when it started um for some reason I started making myself sick I don't eat after eating and I can't even remember what triggered it which is awful isn't it I don't know what triggered it I think I maybe felt really full after eating really uncomfortable um I was at that point um dating someone who himself was quite large and um you know I'd noticed that I had put on weight but I don't I don't know if I feel I don't know if weight was the reason why I did it to begin with anyway I then went to university and um obviously it was a big change in my life and um i probably then it got it did get worse probably because i think looking at it that was my way of controlling something in my life and at university i went to hull and studied drama i don't i don't know what i think i wanted to be an actress Um, i am quite dramatic as people sometimes tell me but um i think that that having that having the bulimia and making myself sick I don't think it necessarily was about my weight to begin with it was more something that it was like a release it was part of my life I was felt like I was controlling um and it did actually 
I told you about it in the pre-recording, I did actually have to have investigations for a stomach problem, which I don't know whether that came before the eating disorder or after, uh, when my stomach wasn't emptying properly. Um, so I'd get, I'd eat, for example, a yogurt and I'd be really full and I'd feel really awful and, and, I'd, and then I'd be sick. Like it would be something as simple as that, like a yogurt, which is ridiculous, I know. Um, and yeah, so I had to go on medication for that. Um, but by that point, so when I got to the age of about 20, I'd met Mark, who I ended up marrying, and I, I told him about it. So I, I knew that I wanted to stop it. I knew it wasn't right. And even though when I was doing it, I was like, this is fine. Like, I can do that. I, I, I'm sure those people do this. I knew that it was having a psychological impact on me and it was making me anxious and it was making me feel bad about myself and I was getting into this cycle. Um, you know, and I came home from, I remember coming home from university and probably at my lowest weight, I was, I mean, I'm only five foot two, so do bear that in mind. So I was never, I've never been like a, a slim or like thin person, but I remember coming home from university after my, um, second year at Christmas and my dad said to me you are so thin and I was like all right and that but then I went out on a night out and people were like oh you look great you look amazing and then people started to compliment me on it and so then therefore then it did become a bit more like oh right well being thin means you're more attractive and then that started to creep into the psychology of it all and so, yeah, I told Mark when I was about 20 and when I met him and then he convinced me to tell my mum and go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. The doctor was very nice. Um, you know, she put me on a waiting list for counselling and she gave me some antidepressants. I think they're called fluxetine. Um, but to cut a long story short, I never got the counselling. And although I took the antidepressants for a time, um, Again, it was like, this, we're talking, so what's this, 15 years ago, there was still quite a stigma attached around taking medication like that. And I remember I was at university and I went to give blood and they asked me what medication I was taking. I told them and then the nurse said, well, why are you taking that? So I had to tell this random person and I was only like 20, 21 that I had an eating disorder and that's why I was taking them. And she was like, well, you can't give blood. And I felt so ashamed that I couldn't even do that, that I stopped taking them. Um, and then it kind of followed me um, through my 20s a bit, but it did it did start to get better the more I told people about it. Um, however, I could always find, you know, ways, it's very, it's very manipulative illness, I could find ways of, of still doing it and be very secretive about it and covering it up. Um, and then I think really having children, you know, being a mom um, and getting into, feeling like I know who I am in my 30s. Like I absolutely love my 30s. It's been the best years of my life. Um, I've just, yeah, I finally think I've got to that place where it, it's not ever going to happen again. Um, so that, that's the story of that. Well, yeah, thank you for you know, talk through that. And um, yeah, anybody who's watching on YouTube, I didn't just get up and, and walk off because I wasn't listening. As uh, unfortunately, I had, 
I had, a knock, I had a knock at my door to right in the middle of the most important part of the, the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and my window was open and somebody was beeping the horn in the street. So I was like, can everybody just go away, please? We're going to keep a meaningful part of the conversation. But I was, I was listening and I think there's, there's so many little nuggets in that, you know, from, from Katie's you know, story that, you know, even messages like, um, you know, I know that when, not so much men, I don't think, but when women are approaching their 30s, it's quite a difficult concept. And um, mm-hmm. even just that message of actually the 30s have been the best years of my life. Um, is hundred percent. Yeah, 30s have been the best years of my life, really. It's um, yeah, I think um, a friend said to me as we were approaching 30, he'd already turned 30, I wasn't, but he was like, everybody keeps saying, how do you feel about 30? And his answer was, well, my 20s were all right, so I'll just sure my 30s will be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, I think, yeah, I don't know why that's a stigma, t- turning 30, like maybe you're feeling old, you yeah, mm-hmm. um. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of societal pressures and expectations out that by 30 you should be, you know, married with children and have a house and have your career sorted. But actually, the reality is, you know, 30 is still so young. Um, and I just feel like, oh, I just wish I'd known some of the things that I know my 30s in my early 20s. And I wish I could have, I wish I could have got into weight training. I wish I'd known about tracking calories um and you know there's so many things I wish I knew about I didn't and I just think we need to inform um you know young girls out there and make sure they're getting the right information and I think that's why the JSA is so good um and James at getting those messages out there uh so yeah and and simplifying those messages as well yeah you know, I think I always knew less in, more out, you know, but hearing somebody put it in that way was, you know, for weight loss was, was positive. Yeah, yeah you know, I didn't. I it, Honestly, I I was brainwashed by Joe Wicks of time the calories didn't count. Prior to that, like, I think after my first child, I did Slimming World. Again, it's all about, like, sinful food and sins and demonising food. Um, I'm not saying that Slimming World doesn't have its place because for my mother-in-law who um needs to lose a lot of weight that is working for her and that's that if it works for someone like that who is you know has health risks then great but for me it still didn't teach me about really the value of food and protein and you know calorie deficit um I did weight watches at some point as well again but it's points isn't it so things if things have more points and they're bad for you what I love about the Jane Smith Academy and all the members is that we like food we enjoy food you can go out and have a like a night out and drink alcohol and you can still be healthy and into fitness and you know you can still um get results so that's again why I really like the Jane Smith Academy too I think there's um the community, and it comes up all the time, but the fact that, and I think that that's where there's a comparison with what, what, why some people like going to Slimming World, and it's because they sit there in a group and they talk about their week and they get inspired by somebody and you know, and they get ideas and ways of doing it. And we have that community feel, 
you know, there's also the accountability of, of other people knowing you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's that person putting a challenge out there. You, yeah. There's, you see progress from people that are further down the road from you. Um, you know, there's, there's so much that comes from, from the community part that. The, the community is amazing. And I think that's, I think really the difference between when I did joined last April and the, I rejoined in January is I, I started to like speak to people. And I think, I think actually it was Pav and Chloe were kind of the first two people to start messaging me and like tagging me in challenges and things, which was really nice. And then, um, Paul and Ange um, and Emma as well I started speaking to, to those people and then it is just great because I've gone to them for all sorts of help whether it's like food and like what flavour drops should I buy um, or you know Paul and Andrew for uh, in fact Paul I send videos around I'm like help me so having those I mean the trainers are great like Andrew and Steve again I've been really great doing my programs um, and I've, I've sent them videos of my squats and stuff and they've been really helpful and you know they're really great really supportive um, but yeah having the community too and having people that you feel like you can you can go to for anything um, and they get it as well like I've got loads of friends that um that I could go to for other stuff but when it comes to like you know, doing squats or deadlifts, they're not going to be able to help me. So it's great having like the support from the community for that as well. Yeah, def definitely. As um, you know, that yeah, like we've we've said there, and then so many others that the community helps keep you there, helps keep you going. And and I think without the community, lockdown would have been a complete opposite effect for me anyway. Definitely. I, I don't know if that's why we like. I became so close to like quite a few of the JSA members too because we were in lockdown. So really, you know, I wasn't see you don't really see people, do you? Like social media became a godsend for feeling like you were still in contact with other humans, um, which was great. So yeah, I think that we I think quite a few of us became close because of the pandemic. Definitely. And um, so the um in terms of then weight, so weights then, you know, I think there was, you, you talked about this thing of the stigma of going into the free weights mm. section. And I think that that's, that's an important fear to have conquered for, for a start, if it was a, you know, a fear. What is it that, you know, you love about you know, lifting weights? Why is it you kind of, you know, maybe, maybe say, maybe start with, you know, why was it a, a fear? What was um you know what stopped you doing it previously and then you know why why will you not walk away from it now do you, do you know what it was it was the simplest things it was a feel like I, I, I began doing weights before i joined the jsa last april in the january i bought Gemma atkinson um who's really into weight training uh she was she's an actress she was on hollyoaks and stuff and now she, and she's really come dancing um, so I bought her book and I was I was like looking for the these machines thinking I don't even know where this machine is in this section and then the squat rack pff, I, I, I just looked I thought I've no idea how to work that like where do I where do I stand what do I do 
um how do i adjust it because being five foot two i have to lower the little things that you put the barbell on quite low to be able to squat um so I basically it was more like i just had no idea how to find the equipment and when i found it i didn't know how to work it again jsa and the app and all the videos for me were an absolute like revelation and i still i've talked to you about it i still sometimes will watch the videos and check my form and check that I'm doing it right. Oh, it's a new exercise I haven't done before. I'll watch the videos. So it's, the app's brilliant for that. Um, so that's really good. So yeah, I was just a bit nervous. And I also, I guess, I guess I've never really seen a lot of women in there. So I felt a bit alienated in a way. And like, would people be looking at me? What would they be thinking? Would they be judging me? But actually, when you're in there, you realise everyone's so into what they're doing. Nobody's nobody's concerned with what you're doing yourself. Um, so I quickly realised that I could just go in there and, and, and do it. I had to get... Mark used to be into weightlifting, although he's massively into cycling now and running. I got him to show me how to use things like the squat rack and the leg press. And then, um, yeah, I just sort of built my confidence from from that really and then watching the videos on the JSA app um, and then I think it, there's a lady called Paula Bell who summed it up beautifully why why she likes weightlifting because it, it it's, it's empowering and it really has empowered me and I do feel like it is empowering and something that is really nice as well is to focus on a weight that isn't your own and how to increase that and I absolutely love that I love the fact that I'm no longer worried about my weight I'm, I'm worrying more about what I can squat what I can deadlift what I can hip thrust what I can bench press um and having and being able to like rack your barbell up and put 20 on. I'm like you're just like empowered by it I think um I just, I'm basically a gym bro now, um, Alistair. I was, you know, I was bench pressing my 12 kgs today. So yeah, that, that's me now. I'm a gym bro. Apart from I'll, I won't take steroids. <laughs> but we don't advocate doing steroids. Yeah, um, yeah I that. <laughs> but the um, that I, I love that that phrase of being able to worry about a weight that is not your own. Um, because I think that, that's just it. Yeah, so, so so simple, so succinct, isn't it? That's um, and it gets you to yeah, just get. I mean, it's just making me think differently as well. Um, because since you said that, I've changed my you know last week, I've changed my program. So I've changed, I've changed what I'm working on and how I'm working on it, just because you said that. So yeah, thank you for me because I've not really ever been into going into the weight section, and I'm six for eight. And when you said about you know being five foot two and having to adjust. I've got to adjust them the other way and I tried to use a squat rack in the gym the other day and it's far too short. I literally couldn't, I was having to go in on, as a squat to get it off. And I was like, no. And then I found the other ones in the other side and I was like, I think I might've been using the ladies ones. <laughs> or the ladies ones or the shorter people's ones. But um, yeah, so we can, I think, you know, there's a message of actually the other bit you said was everybody's worried about what they're doing. They're not interested in you. You know, nobody noticed that. Is that nobody not nobody noticed me tip the weights off on the squat rack sort of when the first time I did it. 
and I knocked it on and got it caught on the squat rack and both and then it tilted one way and the plates fell off and tilted the other way and I was like <laughs> but I, felt that I, no I had my noise cancelling headphones in as well so I didn't even hear the weights hit the floor it was just like oh yeah <laughs> my leg must be really strong you see <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we can all have embarrassing situations in the gym. It doesn't really matter. Just crack yeah. on, and you know, said nobody should, nobody will remember you anyway. Well, they, they might remember me. They'll be like, "There's that really big tall dude that knocked the weights off his thing." Um, yeah. yeah, I still got nervous. Like I've been really, I got really nervous trying before I squatted seventy-five kilograms, just at the thought that I might not get back up. And obviously, I've realised that you have to squat within the rack. Again, some people only realised in the last doing this challenge and learning all about squats. Who knew there was this whole world of squats and butt winks and mobility and everything? So, um, and yeah, I do still get a bit nervous if I'm going to try and do something heavy. But it's kind of a nice uh, nervous energy in a way. Um, as long as you drop it and walk forward, you'll be fine. Say, or if you're doing front, front squats, walk backwards, don't walk forwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's there is so much that goes into it. It's not just somebody, you know, lifting a weight, you know, lifting heavy shit as it's you know cold. There's technique to it, like you said. There's mobility. Oh, ankle, yeah. mobility ankle mobility is like one of the biggest things. My ankle mobility is terrible. And, um, you know, so it gives you so much to work on as well. Like you can say, my squat, my challenge goal is squats, but I have to work on a million different things too. Yeah, I didn't realize that. You know, when I said that, I was like, yeah, I'll do some squats, and then I was like, oh my god, I've opened a weird can of worms and of squat worms. That sounds weird, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, I hadn't realized that my form needed working on because I had a had a butt wink to begin with, where where your bum sort of goes whoop at the bottom. Um, I hadn't realised that I wasn't getting low enough. I knew you like, oh, I'm still, my 75 kilogram squats, I can't go that low at the moment because I'm still a bit frightened of them. Uh, but I'm working on it. So I've got my five reps today. I'll, I'll probably post a video on my story, obs. Because um, if you don't post it, you didn't do it, did you? So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm lo I love it. And I love, like learning a new skill and, and learning about it all and um and, then, and now like I do to be fair although I say nobody pays attention I do now if I see someone having really like who has a really good squat form I just admired them I'm like yeah you've got great form <laughs> <laughs> and there's that thing of um that I've, I've spoken about it that Instagram the, the James Smith Academy Instagram thing where I think if you speak to other friends and people outside, they don't quite get the whole storying and talking to your phone. No, um, no. Even even Mark was like, he's like, why do you talk to your phone? I was like, um, we just all do. And then and he was a bit like, why why are you putting photos up in like your bikini and stuff? I was like everyone does it like honestly I said you only see me do it because you don't follow any JSA members but literally no one cares like you just again and again when I first did the challenge in the, this year the bin the bin tangs I absolutely hated my pictures and I nearly deleted them and I was like so anxious and I kept looking at them thinking why have I put them up and then you realize 
everyone, all different body types, all shapes and sizes, like people put them on there. And I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it shows you that there's no like one perfect body type or set by type. Um, and you can just celebrate what your body can do and how it changes, you know, whatever shape or size or height or weight you are. Um, but yeah, some people, well, you just don't get it unless, unless you're in it and following all these people. It does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? Like, oh, there she is putting herself up in a bikini again. What's she doing? Yeah, naked attraction and full effect. Because um, yeah, there's none of that. You realise that when somebody, you know, when a bloke chats comments on a woman's photographs for that and he's like you're looking great you know you've made so much progress or whatever they're not doing it to hit on them and it's the same when a woman no. comes back they're genuinely yeah. like wow you've done really well and they're probably taking some inspiration from that but it's also <laughs> the empowering thing yeah. you know when you've lost some weight or you do, you know all the other side is you don't feel that you're doing too much and you put those up and all you get is positivity back from it it can lift you up oh definitely and like I will say now like, like Mark has been great like you know we, we did meet when we were quite young when I was 20 he's a bit older than me um and he you know he has supported me throughout all you know all the, the troubles I've been through and everything um but he was a bit like there's lots of men commenting on on your post I had to explain to him like that like they're not like most of them are with someone or married or you know they're not trying to like hit on me it's it's just you just congratulate people and then, and since like telling him about it he's you know he's like all oh, right okay that makes sense so it doesn't bother him um you know so yeah um, i mean I said, I said a lot of a lot of these are actually women as well you know because you can't, sometimes can't tell can you the insta handles yeah. and i'm like you know men and women it, it doesn't matter regardless of your of your gender if, if you think someone's looking good or they've done well, you can see change, you're going to like congratulate them. And, you know, I think, and as you say, like it might sound odd to some people, but it, it's just the way we do it, isn't it? And I like, I like it. It's great. Yeah. It definitely has changed, you know, confidence boost for me to be able to put me a picture up of my budgie smugglers. Um, but there's also, I thought of when you were talking about like Instagram story and stuff and you were saying about like, you know, your squats and you're going to put a video up of them there's that other thing of you can probably identify a jsa member in the gym because we're setting up a, a camera <laughs> yeah we're trying to get the right angle to but, but we're not doing it so to put it on instagram we're doing it to be able to go and look at the form yeah 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 so that we've got a reference intake yeah it's I, so helpful so helpful for form like it, it really is, especially when you've not got a gym buddy or a personal trainer there with you. Your phone can become that, can't it? And, you know, obviously last week I was training with my good friend and actor Shane Ward, uh, which you probably saw on the story, you know, from Corrie. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got Shane Ward in my video here. <laughs> we get all sorts of celebs come to my David Lloyd, you see, because it's Cheadle. So, yeah, you get do a bit of celebrity spotting occasionally don't don't get celebrities in my david lloyd so you get there's money there's definitely money but not celebrities same so, you get the, you get the rugby lads and, you know it's about as big as it gets so, <laughs> yeah um so yeah so go, let's go back to you know, so james smith 
meetups. You obviously did your not it wasn't a James Smith meetup, but you had a meetup where you went for a hike or a walk on Sunday with with some of the guys. You mentioned book tour. Um, have you done any any other meetups or no? No, I have not. Um, I'm trying to organise um, sort of. Well, there's loads and loads of JSA members. I've realised mainly women as well. So lucky Manchester. Um, go into the book tour in March. So hopefully, I'll we'll try and get some sort of bar as long as you know lockdown and. COVID measures aren't in place um, to sort of go for pre and post drinks because the book tour in January that I went to went with my friend Danielle and you know we met two girls who are coming with us again um, now in March but other than that we didn't really know anyone or know if there was a JSA event and I don't think there was so I think it's going to be a lot bigger in Manchester next year. Um, I'm hoping to maybe see some of the guys who have you know, I talk to quite regularly in November. They might be coming to Manchester if we can, again, avoid any quarantine lockdown measures. Um, but I'd definitely be up for going to a JSA meet, you know, if there is one organised um, soon. So, yeah, I definitely would like to, you know, meet yourself in real life and more more people. And I know a lot of people are going to IFS next year. Um and it's not really something I've thought about before, but might look into it. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it was really nice. Um, you know, the guys that I saw on Sunday, they, they all, I think, have, have met quite a few times and, you know, good friends. So it was nice just to go and meet them and say hi and sort of go for a little walk. It was lovely. So, yeah, you realise that they are real people. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, it'd be lovely to meet you too, Zay, but you're not allowed to go to IFS because I've seen your um, bad luck with holidays and we can't afford to have yeah, it. Yeah, it will get cancelled yeah, yeah. if That's I book. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't do too, too well with your holidays this year, did you? But no. Maybe for the best. Although you did have a, I think you had a holiday in the New Forest? New Forest, yeah. That was really nice. Lovely part of the world. Never been before. Loved it. Would definitely go back. So, yeah, and I think maybe did that. The, the whole travel mess and everything has maybe made people realise actually what's on the doorstep. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's not just a doorstep, but within the UK. Definitely. So there's so much out there to go and see, and yeah, Neat App does that as well, doesn't it? It's, it gets you out, finding new places, and finding golf courses. Finding golf courses. What is it about the golf course then? Is it just... I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's it's like... It, we've been, it's the only place we've been walking distance near me where it's actually quite nice. Um, but yeah, and then when, when it was actual lockdown, they opened it all up so you could go roaming all around it. But then obviously now I have to stick to the footpath. Um, and that's yeah. what you're set of clubs. What's that? Oh, yeah. Well, it's so funny because... Um, I think Simon must be saying, oh, you'd be perfect for golf with your build because you're tall and athletic. I was like, I'm not tall. I'm, I'm five foot two. But I do feel like I want to play golf one day. It would. It, I think it, I think I'd enjoy a bit of golf. Um, so, yeah, you never know. I might take it up and then I can get on the course again. Um, there we go. There's a reason. My mum always used to say that golf was a good walk spoiled, though. So it <laughs> worked for you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, yeah, is there um, anybody who you would say is 
like people that you should follow or yeah i'm not necessarily meaning jsa members but then you know if there's jsa members or if there's inspirational accounts out there that you like um you know podcasts books all that yeah um well yeah there's, there's loads um and i think i mentioned in my life the book that I, that really helped me sort of shake off the shame that i felt was the ben a brown book it was um it was an audiobook but i think you can buy it in paperback now and it's called i thought it was just me but it's not um, that was really good um i did really enjoy i listened to james is not a diet book um which was really good as well um and then i just i tend to read mainly fiction although i did like why we sleep by matthew walker that was really interesting um which i listened to this year in terms of accounts to follow and um, there's absolutely tons of jsa members and i, I don't i probably i'll probably miss someone out if I, if I try and list them all but i think you just gotta find you know the people who you can either relate to or you know you can have a laugh with or a bit of both um and find your own way with that and then with in terms of intercats obviously james Darren, i listen to the fair points podcast quite a lot which is i find really good this podcast i've, I've really enjoyed i really enjoyed actually this is going to sound really cringe now but i really enjoyed the your episode where pav um was the host and listening to your story actually really helped me because it made me realize that I could talk about mine if you could talk about yours and the way you did so honestly and you know so bravely and I absolutely like I think I, told, I, I sent you I sent you a voice note didn't I after I listened to it because I've just it really I don't know it just it just really touched me your story um so yeah they're, they're the sort of podcasts that I I would listen to um, but there's loads of great accounts now to follow in terms of you know information like Ben Carpenter follow him and Mr Sport official he's really great at getting information out there um, Matt Haig for mental health again brilliant and I'm looking forward to reading his new book The Midnight Library so yeah they're the accounts I would recommend that sounds good. There's always more, isn't there? Because you've just mentioned, you know, um, one there I knew about but didn't follow. One I didn't know about, but I, and I definitely don't follow. So, and I follow loads. So there's, mm -hmm. yeah, and I love that inspirational quotes and, and all those stuff. Because sometimes it just seems to appear at the right time. You know, mm -hmm. there's, um, sometimes it's like, oh, God, I needed that right now and today so yeah um yeah i've always i always tried to think of social media is there to inspire and be inspired yeah mm. if you're putting stuff out make sure it's inspirational and if you're consuming something make sure it's inspirational as well and oh funny. <laughs> funny yeah and oh there's a sense of community you yeah, know user community um so well you yeah, how can people get hold of you should they want to follow you or you know, ask you about you know, for any advice or anything like that? Yeah, I go through phases of making my Instagram public and private because being a teacher, my fear is that my students will find me. Um, so I am, I tend to be more private, but I, I accept, you know, any friend requests unless it's someone 
who wants to be a sugar me to be to be their sugar daddy, you know, then to be my sugar daddy and offering me lots of money. I tend to just, you know, delete those. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at, you can add me, DM me. Um I don't go on the Facebook group as much, but I am on it. Um so yeah, Instagram is the best place to find me at K A T underscore H underscore. Um and yeah, I'm always up for a voice note, a chat, a meme, a gif, anything really. Um so yeah, just slide slide into the DMs. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Thank you very much, Katie. That's um, you know a lot, a lot of content there. Um, we've, we've, yeah, we definitely feel that we've spoken about. Is there anything that I think that you think we've missed, or anything you were you're hoping to talk about? I kept getting things that I wanted to come back and talk about, and I don't know if I've got them all or not. But I'm sure if it leaves mm -hmm. questions in people's heads, then yeah. Yeah, they can. They can okay. I think that was. I think that's everything. I think it was. It was um, there's there's one thing in my head. I can't remember what it was, but it was the one thing I thought I didn't. I didn't capture that and move on to it. However, that's um, that's just. Um, it wasn't from anything we didn't you know about your story. It was just something you said. And anyway, oh, I'm wow. sure I'll remember it at some point, and I'll come and ask you. Um, okay. but yeah, really kind of your know, inspirational story. You. You know, I love. Oh, you just uh, froze then. I froze. Yeah, it's right. You're back now. Right at the end. There we are. I think we got lit through a little bit. There was a little bit of freezing over Katie at some point, but um, it's it was minor, and it's the you know the, the luxury of using the internet. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thank thank you very much. Um, you know, I will continue to stalk you on Instagram. So, so I just keep thinking that it's stalk instead of follow. It, it, <laughs> uh, I guess stalking is when people don't know that you're doing it, but when you you know just oh, that's you, and you, you do you do you do get a lot of those people that sort of watch your story and um, but they never comment or say anything to you and they're just sort of there like lurking. <laughs> uh, they are stalkers, but they're they're welcome to stalk. I mean, why not? You're putting it out there. So yeah. what do you expect? Not everyone's going to want to like message you, but if it's like a, I would say to anyone, if it's like a, a fear thing or you don't know how someone's going to respond, don't bloody worry about it. Just just message someone. The amount of conversations that you end up then having just through like you know a reaction or a response or a, a laughing emoji, it's it's brilliant. So don't be afraid to like you know put yourself out there. Definitely, it's, yeah. I do it all the time. The amount of times that you know you or I just send each other a laughing emoji or whatever to a story or of an applause or something, and all either of us we get back is like, you know, and then the next time it's something it's a you know ten minute conversation about something, yeah. you know, and then you find that yourself on a meet up with somebody talking to them, you're know, going yeah. on a walk or whatever, and and oh, you realise I forgot to mention I met Nikki once as well. You know, running for donuts. Yeah. Yes, she um she was near the new that reminded me then. Um and she's great, Nikki. Um and I met she was um driving back through the new forest, so we managed to meet up and have a, a drink, which was lovely. See, that's it. Sometimes you'd like you're going on your little holidays, like Pav's been on holiday and he trained in a different CrossFit yeah. gym with a JSA member. You know, that's where the community spirit is, you know, because people are dotted all over the UK. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I think so many times people are trying to find the person who's, you know, two streets down from them. But actually, there's this whole range. And, and you might find that the person that is most like you is in another country even. So, yeah. yeah and so, um, that is so true. And as you say, that doesn't... Uh, how's, Paul and I were talking about this the other, the other week, and that, it doesn't make you... Just because you perhaps haven't met someone in real life it doesn't make that friendship any less real um you know these are real friendships and that you're building with people and i think what is lovely is when you can eventually if you can meet up and just be like ah oh, brilliant um so yeah it's it's although again i guess in a way it's kind of like online dating but for friends because you do you have like fitness friends fitness friends um because you find that you do have such similar interests to people and um and that you get on so well and you and you know it's great because you never would have met those people because they don't live down your street they might live you know in bristol or reading or newcastle or wherever so it's it's amazing that you can actually get those friendships with people that you would never have met probably and you know, they, they bring a lot to your life, those friendships. They've certainly, it's going to sound really cheesy, and this might be a good point to finish before I get all cheesy and cringe. But for me, the friendships that I've made, I am so grateful for them and so thankful. And like, I love those people that I've made friends with uh, through JSA. And, and I know that I'll be friends with them, not just during challenges or, you know, that, that's it. I'll be friends with those people for life. So... JSA, not just for after Christmas, for life. Yeah, that's it. Not just for January. January. <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you, Katie. Um, and we will uh, catch up on the internet. Um, Lovely. Right. Thank you, everybody. If you want to, um, please do share the podcast with your friends and family. You can please do it with outside the JSA as well, because I know that there's. You know, especially a lot of the stuff that Katie's spoken about today um, might just help somebody with a similar problem or inspire somebody to walk into the free weights area um, you know, or go out for the, for the walk um, you know, or build, a, build friendships with other people. So please do like, share it, tag us in your stories and we will reshare those. Appreciate everybody listening. If you've not caught up with our last episode, um, Sinead Quinn, who's a JSA um lifer i think is probably the way to, to say it um and we've recorded the most recent episode of beat the boss which i will personally put my stamp of approval on has been the funniest one yet so please maybe go back and listen to that even if it's just for shits and giggles <laughs> so um yeah thank you we'll, we will speak to you all um going forward we're going to line up some more season one guests and we'll be back on tuesday with the second but last um challenge update penultimate penultimate there is yeah my favorite word just before we go then katie what what what, what do you teach <laughs> you wouldn't know it sometimes but i teach english yeah. there, was, there was two moments you, you managed to um, make my uh english better on this podcast so um yeah thank you for helping me with my words and we will see everybody soon <laughs> Bye. -bye.